The analytics firm Fury reported that on average, Americans spend five hours a day on their phones. Let's say that you sleep for eight hours a day. That leaves you with 16 hours. Now, subtract your five hours of phone use and you have 11 hours. That means that we have on average five fewer hours in our day than our parents did when they were our age. According to the National Safety Council, cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes a year. And at the end of last year, the council reported that one out of every four car accidents in the U.S. is caused by texting and driving. While this episode is not a free ad for the Don't Text and Drive campaign, I think those statistics indicate a problem. The problem is not the phone or the car, it's us. We are, that's right, distracted. Not just in our cars, it's everywhere. Now, to be fair, for some of us, our phone is how we sustain ourselves. We use it for email and project management applications for work. We use them to connect with other people on emotional and spiritual levels. Also, our phone is not the only thing distracting us. There are many, many other ways that we distract ourselves. In a way, distractions are a tale as old as time. I'm Daniel Lopez, and this is The Exchange Podcast. Distractions. This is how I'm going to define distractions. A thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. What do you guys consider to be your biggest distraction? Probably my kids. I was joking. Wow. No, probably my phone, I'd say. Yeah, I think I'd say either my phone or maybe TV. One of the two. Uh, or, you know, the contents on my phone, so social media, something like that. Social media, can we get more specific? Yeah, uh, as far as social media is concerned or sure. what I watch on TV. Both. Um, yeah, right now, my, me and my wife are watching uh, Monk right now. Um, but I don't know if I would... I don't know how much I would categorize that as a distraction. Yeah, because you know what, it, I mean? what is it taking you away from? Well, uh, here's the thing. Anything you do can cause you to stop giving full attention to something else. Well, I'll say this. I, I wrote down for my biggest distraction, I put down Facebook. And I wrote down that I waste a lot of time on Facebook. For example, I'll be at, at work, working. I get on my phone to check on something or to text someone back. And it's important. It's for work. Next thing I know... 30 minutes have gone by and I realize I've been on Facebook the whole time. Never texted the person back. Never checked the email on my app. I've just been on Facebook. So in that instance, that's what I would qualify as a distraction. I'm supposed to be doing something else and I ended up doing something that I wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah, so maybe not something that that prevents you from getting full attention to something else, but something that prevents you from getting full attention to a more important thing. Yeah, that's a good... You could say, well, work work does not allow me to get full attention to my Facebook page. There so you work go. is my distraction. No, no, no. Yeah, no, but you but you assume like that. that but you know that there's a hierarchy of importance there. Right, yeah. There's an assumption there that a distraction is a lesser importance. Um so with that being said, I I I don't know fully uh <laughs> Alex and Daniel are both on their phones. Just just scrolling. We should look at our most used apps. How do we do that? Go to settings and then battery battery usage okay here we go i'm gonna go through my list of most used apps my fifth most most used app is the phone app dude mine is the second to last mine's only one percent on the phone on this thing my fifth one is safari alex netflix wow okay number four for me is youtube number four is messages 
texting. Alex. Spotify. <clears throat> uh, number three is Instagram. Spotify. YouTube. Number two for me is Netflix. Maps. Clash Royale. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Clash Royale. Uh, that's, the, that's the youth pastor of the group. Dude, I'm just waiting for number one to be Temple Run. <laughs> no, that's, that's too old, dude. My number one most used app in the last seven days is Maps. But I have been traveling a lot. I think if I wasn't traveling, it would probably be Netflix. Mine is Facebook. Ooh. Facebook. Ooh, what is it? Facebook. Facebook. Really? Mm-hmm. If I hit the clock. Oh, jeez. Wow. So in the last seven days, I've spent four hours on Facebook. Wow. I've, I've spent 3.6 hours on Netflix. 5.1 hours on screen for Facebook. That is not the longest one that I have, though. Uh-oh. Spill the beans. 5.5 hours on Clash Royale. <laughs> Dude, I feel like that's that's like you know when people say something, but you're like that sounds like there's actually a deeper issue going on inside. This is this is that's it. Right this is the no judgment zone, man. There's something else doing? going on inside if you put that much time into that game. So Alex, you're about to tell us a story. What was that? Yeah, well, this is super embarrassing, but um, oh, I don't even know if I want to tell it. It's yeah, gonna reveal do. so much about me. There was this moment where I was watching a show with my son Elam, and he goes like this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what he did because I'm speaking into a microphone right now. <laughs> he knocked the phone out of my hand. Ooh, dude, I've known some old people who do the same thing. What, what were, were you doing, doing on your phone? phone? I don't know, it was on Facebook or something. You're just scrolling, yeah. And he just wanted to watch TV with his yeah, dad. Yeah, he's just like, Dad, love me for once. It turns out he'd been talking to me for three hours straight, and I wasn't listening. <laughs> no, I was joking. <laughs> but since then, I've, I've, it woke me up a bit. Well, are there some... Dis- well, let me ask this one first. When does a distraction become an addiction? Dude, I, I want to know what's, what's if I can if I can create a spectrum. So so we have we have distraction, uh, kind of in the middle, addiction on one uh, one end, and what about recreation? Can we have recreation on the, on the other end? Yeah, well, because recreation is typically planned, it's scheduled, right? Sure. Or you know, I'm just I'm using this to relax. Like using something on my phone to relax isn't a bad thing. Well, even if it's last minute or in the moment, it's, yeah, it's purposeful. Exactly. Uh, yeah. When I give the example of me using Facebook, when all I did was wanted to check a text and an email that was a distraction that was a recreation right, right yeah, yeah yeah i would say that's so. really good for me when it's becoming an addiction if i see a notification or you know I, I get a ding and i have to look right now or if i can't look right now i'm thinking about it like oh man i really want to look or if someone's talking to me i don't want to check my phone but i've held it vibrating i really want to check it and i really want to see uh see what's going on i think i've been growing out of that so that doesn't happen very often anymore but i think a few years ago that would happen fairly often what what would you say has been the biggest factor for that becoming less common for you dude i turned up notifications on my social media that was a huge one yes i don't want to know unless i'm going there on purpose that's really good yeah that's a really good tip i think a sign of addiction is compulsiveness where you realize that you've been on it you didn't even remember going on it. I think that's an addiction. Yeah, I actually have a confession. I I last week deleted my Facebook app from my phone because because it was I was annoying myself how much time like it just it got to the point where 
I can't remember the last time that I looked at this app and it didn't surprise me that I was looking at it. Like it got to a point where, and I know this sounds weird. I don't know how this works, but I can never remember opening the app. Like I, it would just be there yeah. in my hand and I would be scrolling. No idea what I'm looking at. And then I almost like I wake up and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Mm. And I was like, this, I can't do this. <laughs> I just I felt this this addiction kind of relationship to the Facebook app where it was controlling me. I wasn't controlling it. There's kind of a means of zoning out and removing yourself from the world. Yes. Yeah. Which wasn't even healthy. Right. right exactly. Like recreation. Yeah. Right. It was just dumbness. It was idleness. Dude, I think I've realized more and more Facebook has very little content that I care about. <laughs> and I've unfollowed a lot of people on Twitter so that I make sure that I only get content I care about on there. Yeah, it's become far less distracting, you know, once I once I realize those things. Would you guys say that there are some distractions that are good and some that are bad? Or do distractions become good or bad? I think when distractions get you, uh, prevent you from loving others is when it's, when it's bad. Dude, all the time, if we, if we go out to a restaurant, I see it all the time where there's a family or maybe a couple just sitting at a table eating and they're on their phones the whole time. And I think that that's, uh, an opportunity for two people to interact with each other and love each other or, you know, a whole family to interact with each other and love each other when, uh, they're allowing a distraction, so a less something of lesser importance to distract them from something of greater importance. I, I hear a lot of people say that, where they're like, "Oh, I see two people sitting next to each other on a bench, but they're both on their phones." Or, well, I, I, see I, it, you I, know, or the I think that's a different category, maybe than eating a meal. Interesting. If okay. that makes sense. I feel like when you eat a meal with people, um, it's not always a talkative thing, especially at home. So if I eat a meal with my parents, uh, there's going to be a lot less talking. So I'll probably take my phone out. Uh, I don't know. What, what would you say? Is that the same thing? Just why? Why do you do that? Just because there's not much Because I get antsy. Yeah, there's just not much talking. and you want Yeah, there's nothing going on. And my brain feels that anxiety of I, I need to do something right now. I do wonder how much of that is cutting people off, too. Like... Because the moment you take your phone out, like, it's going to discourage conversation. Yeah, you're putting something in between you and someone else, something that only you can experience. I know Sarah, my fiance, she'll say to me, like, be present, be present. And I'm like, and I always say to her, but we're not even talking about anything. And she's like, that's not the point. The point is that you're, you're, you're not here. So, like, we're in the same room, but we're not actually spending time together. <laughs> Even if we're not talking about anything, I want you to be available, you know? Right, yeah. I get that. I get that. Has Sarah been calling Carly? Tell her what's <laughs> No, oh, does Carly say the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Maybe Carly called her. I'm s- I smell a conspiracy here. Alex, what about you? Um, do you think that there are distractions that, do you, or should I say, do you think that distractions become good or bad, or do you think that there are distractions that actually are instinctively good or bad? Um, I think they become good or bad. Uh, I don't think anything's distinct. Like, Can you like give the, an example? Emrys hurt his foot, and I had to put a band-aid on his foot, but anytime you go to like touch anything near his owies, he automatically thinks you're going to make it worse. <laughs> So I used my phone as a distraction so I could 
attend. Oh, that's a good one. That's good, man. Attend yeah, to his. That's good. You know, if you're sick or you're not feeling well, you, you know, watching watching a TV show to help the day go by. When, yes. when your brain's already not functioning in a way that it's helpful to work on another project. Great point. How should we deal with distractions that have gone wrong or that have turned into addictions? And I know that we that Josh mentioned that he's deleted notifications from his phone. Um, what, one thing that I, uh, I had a friend who, he made it a challenge. He would check on his phone how, how much time he spent on uh, each app. And he would always try to make sure that either, that like a reading app would always be the one at the top or like his Bible app or his Greek app would always be at the top uh, and not a, a different app. So he just make that like a personal challenge, like a game to, uh, to spend more time on one, on something that's more constructive than something that's more of a distraction. Alex? Um, I think you should just, like, leave your phone. Like, like, don't have it with you. Like When? Like, if you're at work or something, you know, you need to get something done. Like, put it across the room. It's not at hand. I I often leave my phone um, on a counter uh, when I come home. I'll just put it right there next to my keys. Carly and I have long talked about putting our phones away at night and we were hoping to do it eventually we have i mean we can do it anytime we want we're to hoping of course. to do it eventually <laughs> we have we try to have family night on wednesday nights and we have date night on saturdays we try to do both of those one of our rules for both of those is no phones uh for, for those nights we put those up and that's been really helpful i think and developing relationships more i i know that i've deleted my facebook app uh recently and I don't know that I've seen an improvement because unfortunately I've seen the same thing starting to happen with Instagram now. So maybe I'll just have this crazy loophole where I'm deleting things after the other. Is it necessarily wrong for your brain to need a break for a second? Just like I, my brain needs a break for five minutes and then I can be able to refocus. Not when there are things I know I should have done. I didn't do them. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but here, speaking of that, I think I want to bring up something very humorous there. There are some things in in social media that are very annoying. And of those things, I think the top one for me is when someone is going to take a social media sabbatical and they have to make sure that everyone knows about it. Oh yeah. I'm going to be off I'm going to be off Facebook for the next 6 months. Uh so you can email me or you can uh if you're really my friend, you'll have my phone number. Um and, Oh, that's the best. The be, personal I'm slide. Be gone. Dude, and then one week later they post a yeah. picture. Yeah. Dude, all I hear when I see those is, hey, I just wanted you all to know that I'm better than you. Exactly. No, some people say that. They're like, Facebook has become a distraction for for people these days, and like, I don't want to fall prey to that, and so I'm going to remove myself from this so I can be a healthier person. And I'm like, that's admirable, but you don't have to no, say all that. You that's not admirable. It. That's the worst. Dude, I feel What's like admirable is admitting you have a problem and saying, I need yes. a break. So if someone posts well, that, it's okay. Let me say no, no. Let me say this: the most admirable thing is within yourself admit you have a problem, and then just stop coming on Facebook. <laughs> you don't have to let everyone. You don't know. have to tell us. We don't need to know. <laughs> you have to tell all Nobody 1, cares. Of your and then the second most admirable thing, I guess, is if you're gonna post, admit you have a problem, and then say it. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is say is a preemptive strike. That's the worst thing. To to say to say um, 
everyone else in the world has a problem with Facebook, which is why so I'm, I'm removing myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to become like you. Right. Exactly. I see your problem, I and I'm avoiding I'm not there it. yet. So God caught me early, and yes. I remained above reproach. But or I've caught me. <laughs> I've caught me early. Me, myself, and I have caught me early. Well, that brings up an interesting point. A lot of people associate the the anxiety around being compulsive with social media to the millennial generation specifically. And and I, I think that there's a lot of data to back that up and that there there's some good points there. But I think that people go beyond social media and they go to the word distractions and saying that, oh, this is the most distracted generation. Um, they're never present or whatever, fill in the blanks. And I, I have a, a bit of a problem with that because... I don't think distraction is a completely millennial issue. Um, I feel, and that's why I say in the introduction that it's a tale as old as time, because you have fathers who are bad fathers without having to have a phone to not be present. They could have gone to get a drink at the bar, or they could have been in there in their office for 16 years, and as soon as you get home, you put on your slippers and you go to your office and read your book or whatever it is that you want to do to relax from a hard day's work or whatever. Ask your wife to iron your pants. Uh, that one's too personal to tell <laughs> on air, but it's a good story. Dude, I, so I would say maybe maybe the distinction is not that there are more distractions now or that people are more prone to distractions, but distractions are more available now than they ever have been. And that they're of a different nature than they've ever been before. Right, yeah. Like we're triggering di completely different parts of our brain than we did when distractions were were tangible just the the weird thing about it like social media as a distraction is that even though i'm not interacting with the people who are next to me or in front of me in a weird way i actually am interacting with people like and so in that in that case it's different than you know someone who comes home and just watches uh or, you know reads the newspaper for a couple hours if I'm spending half an hour on Facebook, I'm actually commenting, I'm actually liking, I'm actually posting. And in that sense, I, I am interacting with Versus a dead scroll, exist. which is what right. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I have no idea what's going on, I'm just scrolling. Sure, yeah. I am afraid of how, like, easily I can zone out. I can just be gone. Even without my phone. It's weird, dude. Yeah, I do the same. Like, in a conversation with somebody, and I'm just like... What? You know? Yeah. Dude, I have a weird question. Um, and this might get a little personal. But is the Exchange podcast a distraction for some people? Is it a distraction-ception? Uh, we have had a lot of weird um, followers who have wanted to turn us into a cult. Um, people worship us They've often. written us love letters. Right. Uh, we've gotten shoeboxes with just the most absurd... Uh, arrangement of teddy bears and chocolates and um, I, I am concerned that some of our listeners may be listening too closely mm -hmm. um, that, that they may not know how to put down the podcast they may not know how to hit pause so what's the solution I don't know I think they're pretty sensible <laughs> but but to be honest those those are very important to us so I don't think that there's a solution here I think the next step would probably be to get organized, maybe. I think we can probably say there's only one good good distraction in the world, and that is the Exchange Podcast. There you go. That's good.
That answers the question. How beautiful is that? You just said it, but Alex, what do you have to say about um, distractions being slapped onto the millennial generation because of social media? I think it's just because it's easier now, you know? I think um, we had a whole generation get distracted by, like, drugs and stuff, get caught up in that, and I think we forget about that. I think think every generation that comes around is the quote-unquote X generation or whatever. So, I don't know. I just think we're the ones that have grown up with it. And we know how to use it the best. And it's it's a part of us. Like, but I will say, man, like, I think people outside of our generation are just as, if not more, distracted than we are on social media. They just don't know how to use it properly while they're being distracted <laughs> by it. I will say I've already, I'm already to the point, especially with Instagram, where I have no idea what's going on. And it scares me. Dude, one thing that I've found helpful is to uh, transform those things that could potentially be distractions into something that is beneficial for me. So like on Instagram, I don't follow my friends. I follow photographers that I enjoy and videographers that I enjoy. Um, That's really cool. On Facebook, I... Here we go. Uh, All the listeners are going to hear this. I've actually unfollowed a lot of my friends and I've joined different groups um, that share interests with me. Interesting. So I, I interact more with people I don't know on Facebook than people I do know through those groups. And it's actually more edifying, and I find that I um, I grow in my understanding of things I actually do care about through that. Yeah, so those are some things that I've done. I've also uh, tried to use social media as an opportunity to encourage people with my posts. So I think about, like, is this something I would say in normal life that would be encouraging to people? Or is this something that's like a self-brag? Or is this something that will make people feel bad about themselves? Um, and that's really transformed the way that I post. And it makes it less distracting, I think. That's a good point. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Alex. Mm. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Throng. <laughs> okay, we're done. Thank you for listening to our conversation on the Exchange Podcast. We work hard to make each one of these episodes engaging and thought-provoking. And now it's your turn. Do you have any thoughts about today's episode? We'd love for you to join the Exchange online by following us on Facebook and Twitter. Links are in the show description. And while you're at it, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, we've received all of our music for season two from hooksounds.com. There are some great tracks and artists available on that site. If you're looking for music for an upcoming project, we highly recommend you go with them. Thanks again for listening, and from all of us here at The Exchange Podcast, I'd like to wish you a good night and good luck.